Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Hey, everybody, it's Simpsons time. Always during Simpsons time, which happens at around this time of every Nazario scenario. I mentioned the name of the writer credited to the episode that I'm discussing. Because, you know, Simpsons is definitely a writer's sitcom. Uh, people who are other kinds of writers really love the writing on The Simpsons with good reason. Um, but... I don't know. This is as good a time as any to assert to all of you that just because one writer is credited with writing the script, which he or she has done um, for that particular episode, doesn't mean that other people were not involved. Um, and each Simpsons episode has like a very, very big team of writers in a room coming up with individual jokes uh, that bolster the main story. And then there are showrunners, um, aka executive producers, that kind of supervise the whole thing and tie it all together. So, no, when I mention the writer's name, it's always... Um, just the person whose name is on the script uh, and often a genius at writing the script but not solely responsible for the episode. Yay! Um, Lisa on Ice occurs in season six. It is the celebrated hockey episode and it was written by Mike Scully. Mike Scully, if you're out there I apologize for erroneously attributing this episode to two other people um, in the past year. Months ago, I said that Tim Long wrote this, and then, like, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, backpedaling, and I said that Dan Graney wrote this. Mike Scully, uh, a very, very talented Simpsons writer who also wrote Two Dozen and One Greyhounds, among others. Um and who also was a showrunner on several seasons, several of my favorite seasons, wrote Lisa on Ice. And he's a very big hockey fan. Um, and in this episode, we see the sibling rivalry between Bart and Lisa ramped up to a fever pitch when their peewee hockey teams uh, compete against one another. It all starts because Lisa is failing gym class. And uh, 
that whole run of what uh, announcing what kids in the school are are failing what subject is the provenance of Ralph Wiggum's Me Fail English That's Unpossible, which is by far the most quoted quote from this particular episode. Poor Lisa is very upset that she's going to fail a class because it might result in her not getting elected president or not uh, being inaugurated, rather, (laughs) because she has to go to Monster Island when her secret is uncovered. Um, So in order to not fail, she has to participate in a peewee league outside of school. And she is recruited by Apu. I like this episode because Apu is in it and features heavily. Not heavily, but he has some pretty good lines. And uh, yeah, such as that's it, Millhouse. Keep up the chatter. Uh, <laughs> that uh, is, you know, what Apu tells Millhouse to do after his teeth has been knocked have been knocked out. Millhouse is even worse at sports than Lisa. Lisa, in fact, is pretty good at hockey. She's a very good goalie. Um, because she's able to deflect the puck and, you know, other flying objects thrown at her by Bart. Apu notices that she is doing an excellent job of blocking Bart's barrage of garbage. And so she becomes the goalie of his team, which is called the Gougers. Bart is on Chief Wiggum's team, which is called the Pigs. <laughs> uh, and Homer really gets into the competition. He is shows himself to be a very, very irresponsible father in this particular episode. Because he really wants the kids to fight. And... Uh, the prize will be his love, he states, in no uncertain terms. There's a cute Maggie gag when uh, they're in the stands watching the hockey game and she leaps up to catch a beer bottle that's being thrown, you know, proving that she's more smart and agile and adept than most people give her credit for. Most people, not including the Simpsons watchers, of course. At the very, very end, when Bart has to take a penalty shot on Lisa uh, when the score is tied for the championship game. It's a very, very thrilling moment, and he's bearing down on her, and she's, you know, not giving any ground at all, just going, grrr. They hate each other. Everyone on opposite sides of the arena is, like, demanding blood and, you know, on Homer's side when he wants them to absolutely murder each other. They want only one to be left standing. 
in that moment, both Bart and Lisa have memories of being little and doing cute, sweet sibling things for each other. Um, for example, Lisa's ice cream scoop falls off the cone, and Bart gives him one of his, gives her one of his. Uh, Bart has fallen from his skateboard and Lisa puts a band-aid on his knee you know things like that and they're they're very sweet and so just in that moment I'm like getting choked up remembering this it's so funny um Lisa steps out of the net and takes off her helmet and Bart stops skating and they just end the game by hugging and then the rest of Springfield tears the stadium apart because they are so mad that it's a tie game. Uh, at one point, <laughs> Bart and Lisa are so mad at each other that they do this thing where they close their eyes and one of them windmills their arms and the other one kicks the air. Uh, <laughs> You know, just like, hey, well, if you get in the way of this, it's your fault. And then, um, of course, they fight. Marge breaks it up by flicking the light switch on and off. And then seconds later, Homer comes up to see them saying that they're now in direct competition with each other and they're going to square off. And what does he do? He flicks the light switch on and off. Fight, 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 fight. You know, flicking it on, off, on, off. And that's the act break at the final fight. When he flicks it off, it actually just goes dark. And it's great. It's such a good episode, which is what I say all the time. I know. I know. I just like talking about The Simpsons, okay? What isn't great about it? I don't know. There's a couple of like weirdly modeled animated parts. But no, it's great. Very good exploitation of hockey. Oh, and in the very beginning, very good uh, Kent Brockman action news where he leaps into his chair to start to announce the death toll of the storm, which is zero. This has been Simpsons Time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator for today. Please stay tuned because it is not over yet. 
by the way, we are hearing a, a song by the Zambonis called The Referee's Daughter right now, which I thought would be great to play right after talking about Lisa on Ice. Um, if you listen to the past two podcasts for the past two weeks, you heard uh, me talking with my friend Chris King and uh what follows is going to be part three of that riveting interview. So uh, take it away, Chris and me. All right, let's see. What else we got next? What's your favorite? These are all cop-out questions, Chris. I was getting lazy at the end of these. What's your favorite Simpsons song? We Put the Spring in Springfield. That's a good one. Uh, if only for the Jimbo, Dolph, and Kearney three-part harmony. We just think this, this place, place existed. existed. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like I almost get a tear in my eye when I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Can it really would, feel that they're it's sad. It's true. Yeah. I mean, like, I would be heartbroken if I found out that a, a burlesque house in my town existed. Yeah, and if you're like a 12-year-old bully. Like, yeah, and I just missed it. It's like it. heaven. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I still kind of want to go. Yeah, Grandpa. <laughs> right. Well, it's still there. They didn't succeed in That's true. totally That's another it. thing that hasn't come back. It's a burlesque house. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There's too much one and done stuff on this show sometimes. How about you? What's your favorite song? Um, I'm a sucker for the Stonecutter song because it has an Oscar joke in it and there's an alien in it. It's a good question. See My Vest is pretty funny. See My Vest is great. It's, I mean, it's like, it's such a list, you know, yeah. there's all these different things. I like it when it plays into the plot of the show and it just doesn't. I mean, they're, usually they're pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. um, all the O Street Car ones are really good. I mean, they're sort of little snippets, but they're all really good. Yeah, yeah. Can't you hear me yellow? Yeah. Stella. I used to think that Streetcar Named Desire was a musical. I'm sure so many kids did, yeah. yeah. Well, my, mo my mom came up uh, when I was a kid to New York to see Streetcar on Broadway. Uh, and I think Alec Baldwin was in it. And uh, I don't remember, but she loved it. And I would remember asking like how the songs were. She <laughs> uh, told me boy. that I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what you get for letting the television raise me, Mom? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I never saw... I didn't think Planet of the Apes was a musical. No, I never but, thought that. Uh, I'd never seen Planet of the Apes until, like, kind of recently. Yeah, you know, like Planet of the Apes than, movies are good. Less than 10 years ago when there was uh, a screening of it at the Film Forum or something. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I ever saw it. Um and yeah, my only exposure to it thus far had been I Through hate every Oh, that's who Dr. Zayas is. Chimpanzee. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Zayas. They got some good Planet of the Apes jokes in that episode. Yeah, it's great. I like the Planet of the Apes movies. I've seen four out of five. Great. I've never seen Battle. That's the last one. I think I only saw the like the first modern day one. Oh, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? No, the remake of the first one. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's not like a remake. It's like a re-boot. Wasn't there one that came out in like 2000 or 2001? Yeah, Tim Burton directed that. That was like one of his that's big, the one I saw. big first shining turds. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I don't really remember much about it. But it's, but... it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's got Paul Giamatti in it. It's bad. Um, yeah, I like the Planet of the Apes movies. I don't know how I segued into that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on Planet of the Apes, too, probably. That's going to be a spinoff of yeah, this. Yeah, that's not bad. I have a, I have a spin off. I have a spinoff question. All right. 
Would you rather have watch a spinoff of a show about Marge and Homer when they're young or Bart and Lisa as teenagers? I would much rather watch Marge and Homer when they're young. Yeah, me too. Uh, this goes along with your uh, theory about The Simpsons should, you know, should stay in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Marge and Homer should stay in the 70s. In the 70s, yeah. I mean, I love the 70s. I love the music of the 70s. I love the fashions of the 70s. I do too. Like, what and wouldn't like I the, love the, about like the that? culture of that time is, is so, like, easy to make fun of. That's right. And it's yeah. kind of parallel with our, like, our own kind of current climate too. Yeah, yeah. Things are just crumbling. Yeah. Seems like stuff's kind of about kind of about to fall apart. Wow, I mean, you can imagine Homer and Marge go visit the like bombed out South Bronx. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> great. Try to score heroin. <laughs> we could they could do a whole episode about Homer's first trip to New York that he talks about. That's right. Where he gets trash dumped on him by Woody Allen or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, not just because the dynamic between Homer and Marge is so interesting and I mean, you has know. sustained you know whatever twenty seven years. Uh, and I don't think the dynamic between Bart and Lisa could do that. Um, but yeah, just the appeal of the 70s would ramp it up for me. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That's, that would also be my choice. I would, do they ever do like a, a teenage Bart and Lisa episode? I think they, they do. They do, yeah. They did do it. It doesn't seem like a good idea. It's not. It's like not one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Teenage Homer is like much better. I love teenage Homer and young Homer. Yeah. He's like Young Homer is so sad. Yeah. I mean, he really is a very sweet, sad little boy. Mm -hmm. You can see like With a mean dad and a hippie mom. Yeah, yeah. He was sort of neglected. But he's so like hopeful and nice to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And teen Homer is like. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my time. Yeah, right, right. It's so cute. While the moon landing is going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like talking to his mom, like is he the same as Jack and the Beanstalk? You know, he's just like so uh, guileless. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I would watch. I'd watch that show. Not as them as little kids, like Muppet Babies, but teenagers. yeah, no, I mean, I mean, Teen Homer, yeah. but yeah, I like just, Teen I Barney that, too. Teen Barney is great. Springfield's answer to Cheech and Chong. It's a great dynamic, <laughs> right? And you see the Teen Lenny and Carl. You know, yeah. just like... it's funny. And then they end up in the '90s, and it doesn't make any sense, and it makes me mad. But it's necessary. I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> that mm, it's weird to see that the '90s episode bugs me out because it's weird to see them make '90s jokes without referencing the like because they're such a central part to like '90s pop culture. Yeah, their absence is like notable. Yeah, and they've already like made a bunch of '90s jokes too. But how do you feel about Butterfingers? Uh, I think they're too sugary. They're too like. They hurt your teeth. They do hurt your teeth. They get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. I like them, though. I like the way they taste, but the yeah. like the sort of crystalline sugar mm-hmm. uh, texture yeah. is what bugs me about them. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that it gets stuck in your teeth. The most controversial opinion <laughs> advanced here today. <laughs> um, I watched a bunch of Butterfinger commercials the other day, a bunch of like... I was trying to like think about like what they're what the best product that they ever that the Simpsons ever shielded for. There's a few good ones. Mm-hmm. It's like Butterfinger and like Church's Chicken or KFC. I forgot if it's Church's or KFC. God, I don't even remember that they did that. Uh, the KFC, I think, was in Canada. Wow. And there's a there's a commercial where like Homer is trying to like sneak out of the bathroom and he gets like stuck in the stuck and something. There's a lot of international Simpsons commercials. There's some good Japanese ones too. 
They, wow. they like advertise for this drink called CC Lemon in Japan, which is like a kind of like sour lemon water, which I got uh, when I went over there and I thought it was going to be sweet. It's not. Um, <laughs> that puts me that in mind of that, the lemon tree, that lemon face yeah. that's become a meme, you know, or like people put that lemon eating face on every character. <laughs> and... I assume that's what happens in the commercial, but yeah. maybe no, not. No, <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of like Homer wants the drink but then doesn't get it. Uh-huh. It's he's sort of like the tricks bunny for CC Lemon. They're pretty cool. Great, yeah. Uh, I'd he's love got to a check great he's out. got a great voice in Japanese too. He says do. <laughs> <laughs> um, tremendous. Tremendous. Those are all my questions. I don't have any more. I do have a I do have one I do have a bonus round though. And it is a game of, um, what am I going to call this? Uh, Mary Snuggle Kill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can do, you've got Flanders, you've got Mo, and then you've got Principal Skinner. This is so good. Um... <laughs> I did this with my wife yesterday. I'm interested to see if uh, what you come up with. I I gotta say Snuggle Flanders, you know, because he's ripped. He's got it going on, yeah. and you know, in the when Maud dies that episode, mm-hmm. you know, you you see him in the shower, and it's kind of like you can't turn that down. No, it's true. Um, and you don't want to be married to him. No, forget it. <laughs> I would marry Mo over Skinner, just because Skinner is like the worst person imaginable to be married to. Yeah, and his mother is like a lot of baggage. Yeah, like forever. Even yeah. after she's dead, she's going to be baggage for him. And you're you're left with the most boring husband alive. Um, yeah. And uh, Mo at least would treat you kind of well. You know, like he has had girlfriends mm-hmm. in the past that he's, he's kind of just fairly da- devoted to. He's, he's like to. a danger to himself. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. You know, he's not a good-looking man, but at least uh, he owns a business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can hang out in a bar, like, whatever. If the, You would probably marry Mo because you could curate a, a screening in his bar. At Mo's? <laughs> on, like, a like a broken bed sheet and, like, <laughs> right. an old projector? Yeah, exactly. It'd be better than what we do. Or resurrect the mechanical bowl or something, yeah. like, Ooh. try to get... That'd be fun. Or the love tester. Try to sort of breathe new life into it. Yeah, I could do it. You know, I think a marriage would... would possibly work out okay yeah i work at the bar once you yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, that's that's a condition of my marrying (laughs) him you have to work there it's great i'm gonna put a simpsons arcade game in it it'd be perfect (laughs) excellent uh and very meta well chris king thank you very very much oh you're welcome thank you for having me yeah this has been really great um yeah and these questions uh are sort of legendary maybe we can (sighs) ask these questions of more people it's important to uh keep you on your toes and your fandom to not overanalyze and yeah no it's true we need to be more like this snappy cool Um, i'm not capable of overanalyzing anything that's why i said that way well under analysis forever very dim man (laughs) any final words before we sign off no dude it's a pleasure to be here well thank you again you're welcome smell you later bye and that'll do it for the debigulator for this week. My name is Amanda Nazario, and I thank you so much for listening. Um, thanks again to Chris King for making the trip out to Jersey City. 
several Sundays ago to record what became of an epic three-part interview ending in an epic session of Mary Snuggle Kill, which I encourage you to try to play with all of your Simpsons-liking friends. It is very fun. Um, also, by the way, there was something on Facebook recently that was supposed to test uh, your future and tell you which Simpsons character you were going to marry. It was one of those word find things. You look at a word jumble and the first name that jumps out at you is the Simpsons character you're going to marry. And uh, guess who I got? Not Mo, not Mo, but uh, close. Barney Gumble, um, who I think might be worse than Mo, might be better. I cannot decide. He at least makes beautiful films, so I am... Um, going to cling on to that as a good point of my marriage. Um, and I will leave you today with the CC Lemon commercial, or one of them, uh, in Japanese, featuring The Simpsons. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye.